0: Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of the at U2 podcast, the official podcast of the at U2.com site where we talk all things U2, including album news, tour dates, community discussions from the staff of at U2. We are once again live streaming out to folks, whoever happens to tune in from anywhere in the world at goodstuff.fm slash live. 10.30 p.m. Eastern, I think is what we do this at. (laughs) Right now, yes. but it's, yeah, 10.30 Eastern. And uh yes, that lovely voice you hear is uh, Mr. Matt McGee, who's joining us again on the, the podcast. Welcome, Matt.
1: Thank you, Chris. I love when you say welcome, Matt. It's like, re- reminds me of all my grade school jokes, oh, you know, geez. that everybody, you know, oh, yeah. hey, it's welcome, It's welcome, Matt. No, it's, whatever.
0: <laughs> there we go. I didn't even think of that. Now I know what to bug. I'm trying to think if I have any real world friends named Matt. I mean, you're not that you're not in the real world, but you know what I mean. And also Sherry, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, Sherry.
2: Why? Thank you so much. Whereas when I was about that same age, I would always be uh, greeted with the Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons song. Uh,
0: uh, which one? I'm- oh, Sherry.
2: No, that would be Steve Sherry, Sherry Baby. Sherry, that one.
0: There you go. We should have played dumb a little longer, Matt, and like, kept it <laughs> yeah, and had her sing the whole song for us. <laughs> Dude,
2: I am in a singing mood today, aren't I? <laughs>
0: Uh we before we go anywhere any further we have uh it's a very special day uh here for one of us well really? probably for all of us but for one of us especially and uh hey.
1: So honored.
0: And coincidentally enough, it's now legal. We can't get sued for actually using that. I saw that. Isn't in that audio. Yeah. So apparently the copyright ran out and whoever it was, or they weren't able to extend it. So there we go. That's now fantastic. we can play it. So Matt, you turned 25 or something. <laughs> you
1: know what? I actually, I thought today was my 46th birthday, but my kids reminded me that it's my 47th. So I am older than I thought. And You're I,
2: once again, in your prime, Matt. <laughs>
1: that's one word for it. <laughs> it's not, oh my God! Not not the word I oh would God. choose, but okay, thank you. Oh my God!
0: Christopher is even excited for you. Oh my you. God! Oh my and God.
2: congratulations to Christopher. He he and his wife they welcomed their their new set of twins into the world today. So, oh, wow. Congrats oh. to him.
0: Yep, that's right. Twins. I didn't. See. Wow. There you go. Man, on um, on Matt's that's... birthday. Yep. So I mean,
2: which is also. Springsteen's birthday, too. Springsteen's
0: so. birthday? Yep. So I'm assuming one of the kids is named Matt, right? Is it?
1: <laughs> I I think, I you know, I mean, knowing <laughs> how much Chris admires me and appreciates me, I'm sure they're both named Matt.
0: <laughs> Matt 1 and Matt 2? That
2: was not in the 17-page staff manual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's part of the requirements that you... It's funny, I usually I usually hate
1: my birthday. Like I like I usually I like I usually cannot stand when people make a big deal out of my birth. But something this year, I'm like, this is really cool. People are making a big deal out of my birthday. And I'm like, this is fun. We should do this more often. <laughs>
0: well, it looks like you got a great cake from uh, I'm assuming family of some sorts made the cake for you, the you two
1: it was actually, it was, I would love to, I would love to say that, that family made the cake, uh, <laughs> but no, my, my wife has been a little bit too busy lately to do that in the past. She has made our birthday cakes, but this was purchased at the, uh, at the local bakery. And, uh, yes, it's the E stage cake. It's fantastic. It's circular and it's got the, the yellow E on it. And then we got real nerdy and we put, uh, four candles on and I positioned them, you know, kind of where each band member stands. So, you know. Larry is over near the edge, and Adam is to the left, and then Edge is to the right, and then the rest of the whole big stage is for Bono, and so he's like out in the middle. So, yeah. So, so I put I I put put I showed the two photos of it on Twitter, and it's got like twenty five faves already. It's incredible.
2: So who gets to meerkat the fan coming up onto the cake?
0: <laughs> is that where Matt jumps out of the cake or something? That that works?
1: <laughs> I should I should have done that. Darn it! That's so terrible that I forgot to meerkat the East Stage segment.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. And we'll put a link to the uh the tweet with the picture in it in the show notes, which you can find at goodstuff.fm slash at u two slash eleven, just f y I. And uh yes, congratulations. Happy birthday, Matt.
1: And thank you. That was very kind of you to do the song and all that sort of stuff. It was very nice. <laughs>
0: Well, Sherry was the one who reminded me and then I thought, oh yeah, we can actually legally do it now too. Not that I was ever that worried before in, on podcasts in the past. As I we discussed before we started recording officially, the previous episode had a little tease of a U2 song at the beginning, which most people probably picked up fairly quickly. But um, the uh, the fear is always that you get the wrong lawyer happening to listen to the wrong podcast and all of a sudden podcast gets shut down
1: <laughs> so. yeah well that and that did happen to us in the uh, original version of our podcast 10 years or eight years or so ago whatever it was and so yeah oh, really? uh, oh. we'll, we'll try not to do that again but there is prior just, art was, here you you only you only use like you know eight seconds or so of it so i'm sure it's that's fine yeah i
0: i think uh i don't think upon will have a problem with it but larry maybe would <laughs> <laughs> i've to answer that again So uh, speaking of Bono, he uh, is blogging again, Uh, posted on at YouTube, but also probably people probably noticed it all over the place, posted on medium.com over on that little blog, (laughs) Uh, a rather good article anyways, about uh, titled solar fields, sexist poverty and a modern Marshall plan that uh, I won't pretend to summarize or, or know all the details of and understand as well as he does, but well worth reading for perspective on what's happening in Europe what's, or in yeah, Syria and around the world in terms of poverty and sort of where Bono is hoping things are going and where we could go. Um,
1: it's funny the way you just introduced that. You said Bono's blogging again, posted on at you too. And then I thought Bono <laughs> blogged on at you too. And nobody told me about this and who gave him his password and all this <laughs> sort of, like, what did I miss?
0: <laughs> Have a birthday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've I've been meaning to explain that to you, Matt, but we our paths never crossed.
1: Okay, that's fine. He, I mean, he's allowed. He can have a password. That's good.
2: <laughs> as long as he enters it here.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, of course. I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting because medium is is like um, I mean it's kind of and I think I said this on the thing on our homepage. It's sort of like become this hip sort of, you know, popular, you know, kind of influencer thing that, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, kind of big names are starting to use it uh, more and more. And some companies use it as their blogging platform. And so I just thought it was interesting that he now is using that as another tool. And, you know, so hopefully it'll continue. I would assume it would.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see if it's just sort of a one-off thing. It is kind of funny when you go and you're like, you can on, on media, much like Twitter and other things, you can follow an author a writer or whatever and you, and then you would get notified of new articles by that author and things like that. So this, in this case it is actually like Bono's account and you can follow Bono <laughs> on Medium whether he right. actually posts again or not. Yeah, like you said, we'll we'll see, I guess, but if not. Do you
1: guys think he does that himself?
0: Like the act, the act of posting the article or
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I assume he writes it, right? Like he he write and then he probably do you think like he has like he has, he sends it to somebody and they copy edit it for him or something like that?
0: I I think he posts he probably has a, an assistant who helps copy edit post it for him like does the actual posting. I just noticed on like on on medium.com on my homepage when I'm logged in I see that there's a comment left on his article by Melinda Gates for a day after saying three things stick out to me about this excellent piece, Bono. The first thing and she goes into like talking to him as if like in a comment, right, on the where you'd think someone like that would just, you know, ring up Bono and be like, "Hey, great article," <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but it's just kind of funny to get a little peek into the whatever celebrity, whatever rich ultra billionaire people talking back and forth on a public platform like that. So,
1: yeah, that's interesting.
2: <laughs> well, well, it should be pointed out that Greylock Partners is one of the VCs behind Medium, and I believe that there is some um, VC connection there. Um between, uh Greylock and uh, some of the circles of of um, influence that Bono hangs around with, so perhaps him moving over to medium is uh, is trying to raise its profile a little bit
0: yeah, you, like just like with meerkat, I think it was you that pointed out on a previous episode or, or maybe a reference, something you had posted somewhere about how meerkat is obviously part of or bono's is that the f- the firm, the gray, what did you call it, gray hat, gray, cat, um,
2: gray, gray uh, something? Graylock Partners. Graylock Partners. Partners is also, uh, okay, here's where some of the connections come in. Graylock Partners is uh, one of the venture capital uh, firms that's behind Dropbox. Bono and Edge have invested right. in Dropbox. So when they get into their little tech circles, um, that's probably, uh, as I said, probably why Bono is over at Medium is 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 to raise the profile mm-hmm. and and I scratch your back, you scratch mine type of thing.
0: Right. Yeah, it would be interesting. I, I wonder if somebody's done this already, and maybe or maybe it's something that you know at U two would do eventually or whatever. But just sort of following the money that U two does and and you know uh, tracking this kind of stuff and because it is it's not like a, there's no nothing wrong with that. Obviously, there's it's totally fine to use the systems that you invest in and thereby promoting them a bit with your sort of uh credibility and things like that uh, in bono's case but it is just interesting to like just like with meerkat to find out well they're actually using that because they invested in it and it's also a bit of you know it's not just that they like this technology and stuff like that they have some connections there so
2: well it's sort of like going to the six degrees of separation with kevin bacon you can start to do that now with bono at some point you can trace back uh um, um six steps Somehow how Bono has influenced either venture capital, has influenced the music industry, technology, um, the media. There are so many different areas where uh, Bono's fingerprint can be traced now that I think that that would be a very interesting um, article to do some research on to see just just how many places that intersection happens. mm mm-hmm. I remember
0: back in the day when he was Elevation Partners was something, maybe a subsidiary or something anyways, but that they're obviously using as an investment firm or whatever way to invest in stuff. And they had invested in heavily in Palm Pilot, I think it was, or I forget who it was. Anyways, the, the firm, some somebody that eventually tanked kind of poorly. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, slightly feeling bad for Bono. that he, It felt like it was his big play into the tech world and like, oh shoot, that's too bad it didn't work mm-hmm. out for you, Bono, but...
2: And then you know, Facebook happened. Yeah,
0: he's done okay. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not having really having to tour for money per se. No hat in hand, but uh, yeah, I
1: don't know. think they're having any bake sales at the Houston household <laughs> to, no. to raise funds at the, this point. So
0: <laughs> exactly. So speaking of um, charts, which has, doesn't really relate exactly, but it's a segue we'll try and pull off. Sherry, you were mentioning earlier that song for someone is is charting.
2: Yeah, yes. this is <laughs> blowing my mind. Um, when I've, I was scanning the radio dial, um, in my local area and, um, I get some radio stations that hit, uh, Cape Cod, Massachusetts and song for someone is starting to be played on heavy rotation on, um, WCOD, uh, 106.1, which, is like getting a first-rate movie finally at the 99-cent movie theater. You know, (laughs) it's like it took them this long to get some, quote-unquote, new music um, down there. So uh, looking at the Billboard chart, Song for Someone on the charts ending uh, October 3rd, it's up to number 23 on the adult contemporary list and number 21 on the adult pop song chart, which... Is just boggling my mind right now. And then, if you pop over to Media Base, the, it's, it's, um, it's a top ad. It's second as far as the spin crease goes for Adult Contemporary. For the week ending September 19th, it's up to number 24. And on the Hot AC chart, um, it's at number twenty-two, so it's both on adult contemporary and hot AC on Media Base. But on Billboard, you've got adult contemporary and now adult pop. So the song is 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 definitely starting to branch out, and it's still got staying power in in the U.S.
0: So, do you think um, perspective? I guess on where that number is, because it feels like you only ever hear about uh, whatever song title A charted at number one in nineteen ninety six or whatever. And so you don't really hear about proclamations of like it got to number fifteen in the charts or whatever. But is this relative to what they've done in recent years, recent albums past, I guess, is this like good or expected or um, you know?
2: This is fantastic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, because you think about it for the way that Songs of Innocence was released over a year ago, and the fact that you know everybody who who has an apple account had an access uh, opportunity to receive all the songs for free um for it to get onto commercial radio where radio stations feel that it's music that can drive listeners that can drive advertising and all of that stuff for whatever reason um this this particular song has um has made radio executives feel confident that it can drive revenue for their station. So I I have to wonder, had Bono's bike incident not happened, if we would have seen this with every breaking wave, because it certainly had that potential. But um, for a song that's been um, available to radio, going all the way back to early April, for for it to still be charting at the level that it's charting at and we're entering almost into October now um i'm I'm just amazed by it so um good job on whoever's plugging this uh um internally within the organization
0: yeah so we'll see I'm, I guess if like often sometimes like the they can't force it to go up the charts obviously but sometimes there's like a, a promotion that's coming in the future where you two works along with some radio station and sort of gives them a bit more presence and stuff.
2: Well, here's the thing. The band is is now heading over to Germany. Bono's going to be making a brief appearance at the Global Citizen event this weekend in New York City, but there's no real reason for you two to be doing anything in the U.S. market. Um, I'm waiting for HBO to start uh, heavily plugging what uh, what they're going to be broadcasting in November. So maybe the, uh, they're putting a little more emphasis on this to try to drive up the ratings for people to watch the documentary and the concert um, November 7th and 14th on HBO.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, – I can't wait for that because it's uh, um – um the documentaries that HBO puts together, I'm just thinking of even the sports one. I forget what the hockey one was that they did speaking as a token Canadian. Um, (laughs) But but they were, I'm a Bruins fan. Come on. Yeah. They were so well done and, and just like a really intimate inside baseball. I'm mixing so many metaphors here. Uh, Inside baseball, look at, at a sport. And so if they did legit give, you know, some serious access to, to the HBO crew on this, it could be a really interesting look at that whole time period in U2 history. So, Here's hoping, anyways.
1: I'm excited for you to actually see the show from Paris, Chris, because you haven't seen any of these shows yet.
0: Wait, I'm going to Paris?
1: No, no, no. Oh, No, the HBO broadcast of it.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> I thought there was like a, a reverse birthday present thing happening or something. That's what it got me excited. There you, didn't, you
1: didn't get the memo about how we, <laughs> you, we're we sending you to recover the pair of shows.
2: We were going to um, uh, b- bring up to you a hot tub time machine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did a Kickstarter and everything for it. Yeah, you.
0: nice. <laughs> if you send me a hot tub, I'll do a podcast from it. Uh <laughs> especially in Canadian winter. Uh, all right. On that note, let's jump into the inbox. There's another great segue for you. Um, so people who have submitted questions this week or the last, over the last couple of weeks anyways, to the hashtag ask you to ask at you to, <laughs> on Twitter and uh, keep those questions coming folks as the, as you think of them and want to send them in and we'll discuss uh, anything that you, you send in and uh, we're getting somewhat caught up on questions. I think right now looking at the documents. So if you have some new stuff for future episodes, by all means be sure to send that in just, throw the hashtag ask at you to on your tweet wherever you send it and uh we'll we'll be sure to grab it and uh talk about it in a future episode so starting off uh doug adams asks any theory on why bad is so rare in north america when he i'm assuming bono said Allie was there it was never played does she hate the song or who is it about what is it about yeah cherry any theories on bad
2: Oh, uh, it's not really a theory. Um, Bad is about one of Bono's buddies uh, growing up who, um, unfortunately, became well, addicted to um, what was it, heroin?
1: Yeah, but I don't think Doug is asking what it's about. He's, no, th- he's yes, saying he's I worded saying, it wrong. Yeah, he's saying no. is is the, is the, is that the reason that it isn't that it doesn't get played more often because of what it's about?
2: No, it's it's because the spirit and the mood has got to be right for that song uh, throughout the set uh, when bad has been performed on the tour it's always been during the encore uh, with the exception of of Boston 2 when it was in the in the middle of the set um, and I personally love it as the closer the bad 40 closer that we've been hearing in in um, Europe for the past uh, past few shows where on night four um, in a particular city, they've been closing with that. But in the U.S., it was performed, or, or actually in North America, because it was performed up in Vancouver. Um, um, they save it for just the right moments. If they played it every night, it wouldn't have the same emotion to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I agree with that sentiment too. And and as much as it feels like um, so sometimes those, some of the songs are like they just perform them. And what's so hard about just putting on a song, we all kind of a, ascribe to the theory, or a lot of us YouTube 2 fans always do, that they do put a lot of thought into why and when and how a song gets performed and stuff like that. And so it's something where they don't want to sort of waste it, so to speak, in, in as much as probably every fan who's at the show would love to hear it every you know every concert so
2: yeah and, and it was performed uh um on on 11 occasions on on the first leg and i believe there were what 33 shows so so a third of the shows had bad it wasn't like they they avoided it it was just was it your lucky night to get it or not
1: right I think that's, and I think it's fine that it's rare. I, I, I think, you know, I'm guilty of this and I've seen a lot of other people say, um, you know, the, the Amsterdam, the last show in Amsterdam, the last show in Stockholm, right. They both ended with, uh, you know, just this epic, you know, bad into 40 thing. And, you know, I, And everybody's like, "Oh, they should end every show that way. They should end every show that way." And and I'm just and and like I said, I'm guilty of this too. But I, you know, if you step back and think about it, if they do that, then it doesn't become. Then it's not special. And the reason we love it is because they don't do it every show. The reason that it has that, you know, weight and gravitas to it is that the right word? I think so. Yeah, um, sure. it, it is because it, it is because you don't hear it every night. And so if they were to do it every night, then, you know, after, you know, two, three weeks, people are going to be like, Oh, they're ending the show the same way again. Can't they do something different? Blah, blah, blah. so I just, I think, you know, I think it's good that, you know, as much as I love bad and want to hear it every night, I'm glad they don't do it every night because it makes, it makes the times when they do it, you know, just that mu- that much more special.
0: What was that? <laughs> you got the correct answer. I just I, oh, oh okay. I, <laughs> I tell everybody it. it's fun, Chris. I, I had to I try it one time or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to try it. We don't have any stump Mac questions this time, so I don't get to use the buzzer. And the, so I had to just Whoa. try them out at least once. That's all. <laughs> all <right>. Sorry. <laughs>
1: You can just use that if you like our replies or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I'll be the Judge John Hodgman nice. as it were here. All right, so we've got a few more questions to go through. Uh, Steve Doza asks, is the second half of the show becoming as set as the first due to the popularity of October Bullets as Europa Streets? Matt, how about you? What do you think? On
1: Yes, it absolutely is. And I'm perfectly fine with that because it's a fantastic show and everyone should be able to hear how great it is. And we have to keep in mind that most people do not see more than one show on this tour. And those of us that are tuning in to all the streams, every time we are in such the minority, it's, uh, I mean, you can't, uh, I, I just, I don't think we have any business, you know, complaining about the set list because what we are doing is so incredibly unusual, you know, to, to, to To be the you know to listen to every show online you know three shows a week, five shows, whatever it is it's just you know
0: well even the the um meerkat i haven't watched a recent one lately, but like the official uh, youtube meerkat stream that they put out how many people do you see watching at a time? Like does does Meerkat show you, I haven't used the app in a little bit?
1: Yeah, and I don't, Sherry looks at it every time I think, Mm -hmm. so maybe she, when I tune in, it's usually like 900 viewers, maybe 1,200 viewers, something like that. Right.
2: And that's through the web. Um, You get different counts if you're using the app. So I've seen people take screen grabs uh, from what they have on their phone where it says mobbing and and all of that other stuff Uh, plus you have the potential of people actually logging in within the arena in order to send a message up on the screen as well i don't know how many people actually do do that but you get all of the messages um Pretty much unfiltered going up onto the screen. So, right. you, know, um, you know, in New York, we had a couple, a couple Baba Buoys up there, for, for example. But, um, but I guess what we, I was getting
0: is like um, that, you know, relative to how many millions of people love you too in the world and even the YouTube fans on but you don't tech. know
2: when they're but you don't know when they are going to pop on Meerkat yeah. will have a countdown saying, you know, tune in in an hour and 46 minutes. But what happens is is with that countdown, it doesn't click over to the live stream. If that live stream doesn't kick in when that countdown concludes, you know, they're they're taking an estimation as to when that part of the show is going to be happening. Right. And, and you cannot get to the link. At least I've never been able to. You can't get to the live link from that countdown link. So you can either log in through Meerkat and wait for all the different live broadcasts that are going on or do what I've been doing and and clicking on the Twitter link that will take you to it. And some people have had issues getting onto the Meerkat stream if they log in just as the swarm has, has either hit a particular peak or um, or once you click on it, you then have to um sometimes log into your Twitter account or your Facebook account in order f- for you to heart it or to send a message or whatever. And it can get kind of clunky a little bit. Um, but you know, overall, I think that for the people who have been <laughs> almost religiously following the tour live as it's happening on social media, we've been seeing. Similar numbers, uh, the numbers are definitely higher on a weekend than it is um, um, on a weekday.
0: Right. And that's what I was just getting at is like, it feels like it should be like, if you just think of U2 as this global phenomenon band, and here's like instant access to the band live as it's happening. And even when I've tweeted out links like to a Periscope feed or or whatever, or shared a Facebook link. It's like for normal people. Going back to what Matt was saying, "quote unquote" normal people. Not that we're not normal, but you know what I mean. The <laughs> we're recording a podcast about you too. There is something a little different with it. <laughs> um, but they don't really. It's not like a big deal. Like they don't. It's, and and having like a thousand people tune in when it feels like it should be like sixty thousand would tune in or something around the world or whatever. I don't know whatever the number is.
1: Well, yeah, but. no, no. I mean, you you're, you're the, the point you're making is right because if. You you know, like even when fans announce, um, who was it? Anita pre-announced that she was going to Periscope, like the entire show from was it Stockholm or Amsterdam recently? I don't know. Anyway, if and if I recall correctly, she had like at when I tuned in in the middle of the show, there were like five or six hundred people viewing at that point. And then if you go out, you know, like to the Periscope homepage and. Uh, you know or to the main screen and and you know see whatever's being featured or anything like that you're going to find streams that are much more popular than the U2 than the U2 live stream and so it's just yeah I think it's I I I think I get the point you're making Chris I I agree with you
2: but but I also have <laughs> to think that it's based on the time of day I mean we had tim doing his periscoping in in boston where he hit the five thousand capacity limit for his particular stream um i think that because of of the time difference the people in north america who could potentially want to um link in especially if it's a weekday they're at work and they may not be able to
0: yeah yeah definitely um and it's been, it's been actually been great. I don't, for those of you who work at, in an office, either uh, like myself, self employed, or you work remote for somebody and you're able to just throw on the stream wherever you happen to be. And, and it's kind of nice having in the afternoon now with in Europe, um, just being able to look forward to after lunch, at least for me, you know, putting on the live stream and just listening while you're air quotes working. So, <laughs> one more from Steve Doza. He asked, "Is the ticket sy- ticket list system working?" I realize why it's happening, but as a fan, I prefer a ticket in my hand. I know we've talked a bit about the system before in previous episodes, but uh, Matt, maybe just any further comments relative to what Steve? Yeah, I asking. mean i
1: th- I think it's I think it's absolutely working, and I would I would point people back to the the podcast when we had Beth and Chris on um, mm-hmm. just to, just to talk about what happened in New York where they didn't have. Uh, the ticketless system for for the GAs and just all of the additional crap that it created, you know, day in and day out for each show. Um, and you know, I understand. I mean, I understand the you know the the interest in having you know something you can hold on to, uh, you know, a ticket, and some people collect them, the ticket stubs, etc. But I, I th- and I was nervous about this. You know, before this system before this system started, I you know expr- expressed on the website. You know, I think this could be a disaster, but it turned out to be, for the most part, you know, just really, really good. And um, I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely think it's working.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, episode six of the podcast. Is when uh, which will be in the show notes too. But good stuff that FM slash at you two slash six is where you can find that. Uh, we'll go to the next one at Chris K five seven seven one. Chances of a stadium tour, two thousand sixteen. Sherry, go.
2: I'm I'm going to say they're slim. I think that we're still going to be looking at arenas during twenty sixteen. Uh, then again, with uh, Bono once again going on record that Songs of Experience will be coming out next year. Um. For, by the I'll way, believe it when I see it.
1: <laughs> I, you know what? I I I am actually I'm starting to get convinced that it's going to happen. I, if they were just doing a photo shoot with Anton, that that. You know that they at least to some degree anticipate is going to be used for the album that means they're at a point where they're getting ready to put an album together that you know photo shoots with anton don't happen just for you fun. know yeah you know just yeah oh let's go shoot some you know they they that's that to me is a sign that things are are moving you know gears are turning et cetera et cetera so i'm I would not be surprised at all if there is an album in March and a tour. Shortly after that.
0: All right. There you go, folks. Matt's on record. <laughs> <laughs> you can remind him of that come, come that time. Appropriate whereas, time. You'll know
2: what to do. <laughs> whereas I think we're still going to be doing arenas through North America. Um, if, and that's a big if, there is a stadium tour, it won't be in North America in 2016. I think we might see it in 2017.
0: Man, it's a long tour. This is, which is great. And then I don't, I'm not complaining by any means. As someone who hasn't seen the show, like Matt said, I'm hoping for way more concerts. But you're just thinking of the time frame of like for a band touring. Still, it's a long time, and uh, I'm excited though. So, oops. Got a little <laughs> but bit of both. In The name of <laughs> you're you're right and you're wrong, I guess. That's what I was trying to say. Wow. <laughs> all right, uh, moving along. Fabio Nomad asked, "Berlin is another city that have special connection with you too. Can we expect an Actung baby surprise? What do you think, Sherry?" Like I'm I'm assuming they're meaning, you know, some sort of extra touch from Actung baby, maybe just because that's where it was recorded and and Berlin, etc. Do
2: you think Well, if think? you don't have the fly intermission for all four shows in Berlin, that would just be a lost opportunity right there. Um, but, would,
1: but wouldn't it be like Willie to just like F up the mainstream and change it for the first show?
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. What Was it Acrobat on Octung Baby? No, um, oh, no, don't. <laughs> no, I think that we might see a, a, some, some sort of an Octung Baby song on the E stage. Maybe Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses? Or 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 I mean, you already have mysterious ways. You already have even better than the real thing, um, leading into the E stage. So it, it, you know, I th- I think who's going to ride your wild horses would fit in perfectly in that. You might have a few bars of ultraviolet, maybe that we've already had that um, um, in some earlier shows. Uh, actually, I think it was this week. Um, so. I I wouldn't put anything past him.
0: Yeah, or something like a even a zoo station, which doesn't really feel like thematically it would fit in this concert. But um, that to me feels like the most sort of act <laughs> actung baby song. Um, but anyways, yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> oh, did you have a thought there, Matt? No, I was oh, just clearing my throat. Okay. It like, <laughs> sounds like you're maybe upset that I suggested that. No, no, I no. Go like- ahead and
1: go ahead and buzz <laughs> me out if you want.
2: <laughs> I was waiting for the oh berlin uh reference from the from beth, the acting baby box beth, set. Beth, beth
1: beth suggested that in the comments in the chat room she said they should play O berlin
0: oh there you go <laughs> could you <Okay>. imagine <laughs> and going off that riffing off that i guess one more from fabio is what is the best u2 iconic spot in berlin any i don't i don't know there's like the the moment in the stay video right that was filmed in berlin
1: yeah, there's yeah. that right, that big statue, uh, Cygusol, or I don't know how to pronounce it, but it starts with an S and has a lot of S's and L's in it, and a G. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Sherry, what, wouldn't it be like the studios, Hansa, Hansa, yeah, ton Hansa. Studios? Yeah, Hansel. Yep. That's got to be it.
2: That's probably- a um um an an old place that that still has trabants, maybe. But you can you can do a tour in a trabant, so that would be kind of fun.
1: And we should mention too, um, and I retweeted this from the at U2 account earlier today. The uh, the folks at u2tour.de have put together on their website sort of like a tourist guide, a U2 related tourist guide for the city of Berlin. Sort of and like it's we phenomenal, have, yeah. Sort of like like we have the Dublin guide on at U2. Well, they have a Berlin guide on u2tour.de. So. Anybody that's listening and is going to these shows and wants to check out, because there is a lot of, you know, a lot of YouTube related things there. So uh, I would definitely check that website out.
2: And they are the Zootopia fan site of the week.
1: Yeah, which is very cool. And they're such cool, they're such cool people, by the way. I've never met any of them in person, but I've, we've traded so many emails with them over the years and we've had them on, we had uh, Dirk on, was it Dirk? Yeah, I think on one of the first podcasts we did, right? The,
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
1: five episodes or so ago, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's, I, yeah, I love the guys at U2 and the gals at U2 Tour And we we met uh, Sabine at I think in Vancouver was it? Um, so yeah, cool people.
0: Very cool. Um, one more question or two more? Maybe we'll go. Uh, Val on Twitter actually asked live during the show here. Bono is invested with Meerkat, which we discussed earlier. What do you make of the U2 fan cast using? periscope sherry we talked about this briefly I think, love last it episode.
2: i love it love it love it <laughs> um because what what it's showing is over the course of this tour the fans have have been you know plugging on about this periscope thing you've got to do periscope why aren't you periscoping blah 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 and i think that it's phenomenal that they've actually taken a step back and say well if the fans are periscoping why don't we give it a shot? And it's been great because they've been popping on at random points in the show, uh, for, um, Stockholm three reboot, um, yesterday, uh, they popped on during Iris and they popped on, um, later on in the, um, in the show as well. Uh, I believe it, it was during, beautiful day. Um, I could be off on on that one, but it was definitely later on. Oh, it was for City of Blinding Lights that they had popped on. And then um, uh, a couple shows prior to that, they popped on during Raised by Wolves. Um, I was being driven crazy, by the way, during um, Tuesday's show because you had the meerkat going on and, and, and the fan doing the meerkatting, but then you two... Fancast popped on onto Periscope, and I'm trying to figure out okay, um, um, which which feed do I watch? <laughs> That's a, a
1: real Zoo TV moment,
2: and it was a Zoo <laughs> TV moment. <laughs> uh, but I think that it's their way to to indicate to us we hear you, we're going to play around with this too. Let's have some fun, and uh, whoever wants to play along pop on and people have been sending in their little uh uh, comments to whichever crew member it is and sometimes you know somebody will say can we see adam and then he'll pan over to adam or she'll pan over to adam which is just um great interaction where that's that's, like you're at the show or you're not at the show
1: that's a real zoo tv moment when they do that kind of thing i mean that's think about that that's really really cool
0: yeah that's the kind of thing they dreamed of doing back with zoo t v days right, exactly. right? like is it's all kind of oddly oddly uh predicting predicting the future there with that one but um yeah,
1: very true
2: <laughs> but it's really cool, and I am so thankful that they're doing it
0: so for folks who maybe don't follow along if you have never tried Periscope, for example, maybe you've used meerkat um uh, Periscope the link is in the show notes because Periscope actually just also this week launched their um actually uh profile pages or whatever artist pages or creator pages or whatever so you can actually link and look to them look at them on on the web without even having the app but it's basically periscope.tv slash u2 the actual band name fancast Um, and then the account name is u2 with just spelled out u2 uh, fancast so um 391 followers and they're following one person but i can't see on here what who or what they're following (laughs) where i'm logged in anyways but um yeah interesting stuff and how just kind of funny how they're kind of doing it a little bit you know under the table kind of thing and, and not going right out there and saying this is what they're doing but and who knows if that goes back to the money issue or investment money and they're just kind of like saying meerkat publicly and you know playing with periscope because the fans are which like you said so um one more question and from Ath Music Junkie asks, I'd love to hear a segment about U2's friendships with other bands. I'm also a bit biased when it comes to U2 slash REM. They've also mentored a lot of younger bands, so that'd be neat to discuss as well, which I agree. And uh, I we didn't prepare for that discussion this episode, but I think that definitely would be a thing to sort of trace back just like we're talking about with the money and just kind of like do a bit of discussion on a future episode for sure yeah, let's
1: let's put that down as a as a round table idea for a future podcast
0: yeah and so if folks when you're sending in questions through the ask at you to hashtag if, if this feels like we haven't gotten to it or answered it or whatever it may be something that's like this where you've suggested a topic or an idea and it would require a little more work than just us off the top of our head uh riffing some of us are better than others at it but um Something that we're working on, so don't uh, don't despair if if you are. Uh, we will get to them all for sure. Last question is submitted by uh, I Chris. I don't know who that is. What is it with Sherry and Larry's plaid shirt, Sherry? Yeah, what is it? Sherry, Seriously. maybe you should answer this one.
1: That's submit. That's that's submitted by I Chris and echoed by fans the world over. <laughs>
2: Well, for the other population who follows us, for the ladies, um, it, it, it would appear that on the North American leg, people were being uh, uh, very specific about following what Adam was wearing during Acts 1 and Acts 2. And in Europe, it would appear that Larry's getting a bit of that attention, seeing as Adam is now auctioning off his shirts in support of that walk in my shoes. So apparently many of... Of the fans and, and I'm not sure if I count myself as one of them there's a special blue shirt that they get really excited about if, if he's wearing that one but as far as plaid well that seems to be the in fashion for fall just got a Target catalog in the mail and they said plaid is in so if Target's saying plaid is in well by golly uh, Larry must be getting some pretty good fashion advice either that or or he <laughs> wants to look like a lumberjack you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is there um there's the parody or whatever we call these things now uh a twitter accounts f- yes, from his you two, shirt right
2: yes yes you too larry's shirt and uh they are whoever's behind it is 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 very witty and and i do enjoy the tweets that come from that but you also have the parody accounts of edges legs uh, on top of Adam, Bono's hair, all of those types of things, which we also talked about in episode 10 of our podcast.
0: There you go. So <laughs> at the risk of, uh, giving exposure to something, um, anyway, <laughs> I was just thinking it'd be hilarious somehow to have, uh, a discussion with a parody account, but I don't know how that would actually play out in, in reality, but, uh, <laughs> If you're out there and you want to send in an audio comment, uh, we'd be happy to play it sometime in the future, as long as it's um, appropriate. For, <laughs> for, if it's just for from Larry's shirt directly to Sherry, you can probably find your ways to get get stuff to Sherry. <laughs> All right, moving on. Awful, aw- awkward segue number three or four. Wow, um, you brought it up, Sherry. The uh, I just wanted to sort of discuss, I, th- I guess the the recent cancellation of a concert in Sweden that happened. And yeah,
2: it was it was a postponement
0: or postponement, right? Sorry.
2: Um. Yeah. So, um, the latest news as of uh Wednesday evening, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern time, comes from the Swedish paper, The Expressen. Um, this is an article that was dated September twenty third. Uh, published time was twelve oh five their local time. That apparently, um. There still isn't any uh um, the uh person who they thought was the suspect still has not been identified according to the police uh uh station in Stockholm, so that's just really weird um when the ticketing. Issue happened where the scanners weren't working. There was a report that was published yesterday from the Expressen where uh, uh, the police department said that that was actually a cover to try to stop people from getting into the building because at that point the uh, the alleged perpetrator had had already gone in, um, and that uh, that they were trying to limit the people who were inside of the building. So as of right now, it's still um uh you know, a big question mark. People within U two's camp uh, there's there's basically you know a media blackout on any further information about that, and all that they've been doing is directing people to their official statement that they released um, back on Sunday when it had all occurred. Although you know, leave it to TMZ to use the Sunday Bloody Sunday um, oh, brother, yeah. headline for that. You know, come on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, interestingly enough, for the um, makeup show that was on Tuesday, there were so many fans that could not come back for that Tuesday show that they um, that the venue had curtained off the entire top level of seats. So whoever had a Category 3 ticket, they received an upgrade down to the first level. Um, the floor certainly didn't look as full as it normally did um and the venue itself was probably about 50 to 60% full overall so that is a significant number of fans who traveled from from outside of the Stockholm area who just couldn't reschedule their uh, travel and transit to make it to the show bono made a um, comment from the stage during the concert saying you know I didn't realize how many people traveled well when you went I mean when I know, you're right? doing <laughs> when you're doing shows in in only a certain number of cities and you're not hitting every country um, people are traveling to see you because you're not traveling to see them so it doesn't surprise me that that uh, number of, of fans couldn't make it out. Um, whoever did cause that whole uh, postponement, um, uh, I really hope that Bono's right about you two fans showing compassion and grace and mercy towards this person because um, I know a few people who would r- wring that person's neck for doing what they did.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Drop of megalomania. Uh, the... <laughs> The, I was just thinking when you were talking about that how how like he's you know flying back to New York for an event and then flying back he probably doesn't uh, sort of uh, always connect with reality of of the average concert goer for someone in Bono's position not that he's you know that high up in terms of what he puts out on puts out airs or whatever on puts on airs about his himself but it still would be hard to sort of remember normal life for the rest of us but I do I, it was odd to me too that it was that empty given that. I just think of Europe as being, you know, fairly quick transit and stuff like that. But obviously, you know, if enough, whatever, ten thousand people had to get back to work and couldn't stick around, couldn't book a hotel, et cetera, all the, you know, there's a lot of extra costs that go into just beyond just sticking around for a couple of extra days and uh, yeah, jobs and, and, and stuff.
1: I, yeah, and I think I think Stockholm's not exactly centrally located, right? I mean, if you lo- put the map of where they're hitting this tour, it's, you know, it's pretty far off away from from uh, from everywhere else. So it's probably not the You know, if it was Paris or, you know, something, London, et cetera, you know, I think they'd have a better chance of filling a lot of those uh, empty seats and selling a lot of those traded in refunded tickets.
2: Yeah. What what I'm really surprised about, given today's uh, uh, ability to look at the fans who bought tickets. If somebody were to go into the database and see where everybody's home address is when you purchase the ticket and, and look at the data, drive down into the data and see what the percentage of fan population is that that traveled in. I'm sure that somebody working on the Live Nation side of things could actually generate a report that would show that, you know, only 15% of the fans who are at the show tonight are local. You know, everybody else flew in from everywhere. I mean, there were fans from Brazil there for crying out loud. So, you know, you've got people traveling across, you know, tens of thousands of miles to get to these shows. It's, 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 It's not for the local crowd.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I often forget too. And, and that, I mean, it's, it's a chance probably for a lot of people to, the reasons why are many, right? Like why they would tra- travel that far, but seeing you two in a different place, seeing, and then also tying into a, you know, a visit to see Sweden or see Germany or whatever it might be. I know plenty of people I've, I've, checked through, you know, the YouTube fans that are following me on Twitter now and stuff as a result of this podcast and seeing like comments from somebody in New Zealand who flew out to New York and, and all that kind of stuff to see the band. And, uh, and obviously if you come from a place where they might, they're not planning to tour or or planning to go in the next little while at all officially, then, you know, you got to sort of take your chance when you get it. And so, um, yeah, it's it's tough, though. That would be f- so frustrating. I could see, like, you know, planning to end your vacation, let's say, in Sweden and with this concert, and then you're heading home the next day and like, oh, thanks to some idiots, we presumably, or whatever. <laughs> uh, no, nice, that's a good word to use. Yeah, <laughs> and a nice way of saying it, but uh, issues aside, that, you know, ruins it for 50,000 people or 40,000 people or whatever it is in the, that fit in the stadium, so, in the arena. So, anyways... They, I saw one report saying, and again, this is like stuff sort of flying around, that it was like an off-duty police person who forgot to, you know, remove their weapon or something like that. But we still, they still haven't released any more details, like you said, Sherry. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. And who knows if, I mean, you too, obviously, will sort of move on and probably won't do any sort of press releases about it and just whether...
1: It's well. the kind of thing, yeah, no, it's the kind of thing that we will learn the story of years from now when there's you know an interview or a book or a magazine feature you know and it gets brought up when they're more comfortable about talking about what happened and what it was like um and i'm 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 very curious to hear that story whenever they're ready
0: to talk about it is there has this happened in recent memory like on previous last few tours like- the
2: only the only other time that it was a remote possibility um, that I'm aware of was uh, in 1987 in Tempe, Arizona, where uh, there was a threat made against Bono that was. Uh, surrounding Governor Ev of uh, rescinding the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday in Arizona and that when Pride in the Name of Love was going to be performed, the third verse in Pride was supposed to trigger the gunman to shoot Bono. Um, that story was covered in U2 by U2. And you know, as 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 history reported it, Adam stood in front of Bono during that point in the show. So if something were to happen, Adam would have taken the bullet for Bono. The only other time that I can think of wasn't about a U2 member, but it surrounded Salman Rushdie when he joined the band up on stage uh, in Wembley during 1993. He was supposed to be um, in hiding at that point because of the fatwa that was um uh called for him for mm-hmm. what he wrote about with the satanic verses, but other than that, I can't think of 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 any other time where publicly we were aware of something like this happening.
0: yeah, it certainly is interesting, and like you said matt will the story behind it will be probably you know quite interesting and and uh um whether hopefully it was nothing that extreme like an assassination attempt or whatever um that anything like that and more just accidents and stuff like that of something like that like i was saying someone bringing a weapon along that wasn't supposed to and and then setting off alarms and everybody kind of freaking out because of that um in and reacting appropriately but yeah we'll see in a few years i guess so now they move on to germany and they're going to be um on September twenty fourth here, they're heading which tomorrow as we record, so depending on when you're listening to this, it's either happened or is about to happen. Um for uh how many stops in Germany are they? I'm just looking through the one four? four? That's what I'm seeing too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like,
1: you guys were harmonizing on this. Four,
0: <laughs> three, two, one, four. <laughs> so to, uh tour stops all sold out uh there's a, there actually is a website called u youtube.com that actually lists slash tour that lists all their stops in case you're on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, there's also there's also one called tours at u2 dot com that likewise yeah. lists lists all their stops. <laughs>
0: the only thing with tours at u2 is it went to the next page, and so I was waiting for it to load before I could <laughs> definitively say for <laughs> The fun of uh, of the web, but um, like we said earlier, you know it could be interesting stuff. It's it's uh, certainly a city with much history, and and U2 has never shied away from confronting that history. And uh, so any comments on on what you're sort of hoping or expecting or thinking might happen here? Matt, we'll start with you.
1: No, I just, I, I wouldn't, I mean, we talked about already, you know, what they might do. I I suspect actually, and, and, you know, a lot of fans, you know, won't be happy if this is the case, but I suspect that what we have seen over Stockholm and Amsterdam, four shows are similar to what we're going to get in the future cities that have four shows, Berlin and Barcelona, et cetera. I I think this show is what they want to present to fans. And I don't expect a whole lot of, you know, crazy changes or anything like that, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think, uh, Sherry? Maybe you, your thoughts on this? They, a friend mentioned uh, seeing you two, and and she had gone to a few concerts in a row in the same venue, like say like Amsterdam or whatever. And there's kind of like she referenced like the first night is kind of like they're settling in, maybe jet lagged and a little bit rough. Second night they're settling into the the venue and the you know their hotel rooms and just like anything like that. And by the third or fourth night they're kind of relaxed and going and and you know really loving the shows. Is that, when you're looking at going to a concert stay like this, like with Four Nights in in Berlin, do you sort of assume that the first night might be a little rough and and sort of on out like that?
2: I don't assume that's going to be rough. You know that uh, the local news agencies are going to be at that show in order to plug uh, the fact that you two are in town for the next week or so. So there's usually a lot more that the band is required to do with either meeting with the local newspaper or the radio station or TV outlet or whatever. It really ramps up when it's the first um, show on a particular leg or, you know, when it's the first show in London. I'm, I'm anticipating that one kind of being uh, uh, a bit more, um, you know, <laughs> Not exactly laid back, but you know, they're, they're going to be on their a game. It's all business by the time you, yeah, definitely get to the third or fourth show. They've not only relaxed, but the fans who are in the venue, those are the people who couldn't get tickets in most cases to nights, one and two. So these are on average, you're more diehard a fan. You're more, um, uh, aware audience who would really enjoy a deeper cut. So I think that you will get a better set list if if you've been a longtime fan on nights three and four. The only caveat to night four is chances are they want to get out of Dodge really quick because they have to go on to the next city. So the show may feel a little bit more rushed than the than the others. But at that point, they for the small population of people who have seen all the shows in that particular city, that's when they'll throw in a different song or or you know end it differently. That's why I've been happy to see the Bad Forty combo on night four thus far. Uh, just because if you're going to every show, you're getting the most full experience you can. They 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 haven't. Copied the show from night one to night two to night three to night four uh, exactly yet, so that's been um, that's been a good thing. You know, you've got the different song in in the song two slot. You've got two different songs once they get onto the E stage after they do um, mysterious ways, and then you've got the question mark of of the closer. That seems to be the four areas where the the different tracks can get uh folded into the um into the set and then of course until willie decides that it's time to change the intermission video (laughs) right
0: (laughs) (laughs) and for those who've been following along sure you've been doing a great job of of live tweeting uh the concert as you find mixler periscope meerkat feeds to people and retweeting and and other folks too at you too i know Tasula did one show, I think, and uh, but I know you've done you've done a lot of the shows and, and been doing a great job of. As I read along, I always think of it like uh, in this day and age. Uh, and this may sound like a criticism of the idea, but I think, well, why does someone need to live tweet it when we can listen? But I, I always find myself like, if I didn't tune in, I see something Sherry has tweeted, like Bono just did. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I can't think of anything off the top of my head or whatever, but something happened in the show, and am like, oh, shoot, I should be listening. Why am I not listening to this?
1: It, no, it's true, though, and, and I've, I've had that – we've actually had this conversation, um, Sherry, Tasola and myself, and, and I'm usually the one saying, you know, it's okay if we don't live tweet these shows. You know, people can listen to the to this live stream and all that sort of – but uh, you know what? Every, it never fails. Every week, somebody will thank us on Twitter for for doing the live tweeting because they're in a meeting and they can't listen, or they're doing something with their family and they can't listen. And so, I mean, it's you know, I don't know, you know, it may only be you know. F- Ten or twenty people, but uh, it's—I mean, it's—it's a service that's being provided to a certain population that is unable to listen. So
2: it's also been very interesting to see the transformation over the shows and when they go into a different city, especially on this particular leg with the refugee crisis issue going on. How forward Bono is in that particular country, you know, in Sweden he was. Uh, praising that the country was uh, embracing the refugees and and trying to help out as as much as they could, whereas in Italy, he was quite uh, 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 bold in telling them that uh, they need to wake up about what's going on and so on and so forth. So having that conversation going throughout um, Europe and being able to follow along with, well, you know, where's the band's sentiment tonight? Where's Bono going to take this? How emotional is this show going to be? Uh, What VIPs are at the show? That sometimes you can follow what the narrative is and then realize, well, you know what? Bono met with the prime minister yesterday. That makes sense why he's saying this from from the stage. So, you know, not that I'm part of the documentary crew that's filming this, but being able to make as many shows as I've been able to with the generosity of all the Periscopers and Mixlers and all the people who are sharing on, on the social stream, we've been able to really follow his narrative across, um, across the tour. Um, and, 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 and there's some nights where he is on fire and, and, and the comments are pointed, um, and then other nights he's like, eh, "Let's have a show." So I've I've really enjoyed um, that time at the end of "I Will Follow" before he goes into Iris to see well, what is he going to be preaching about tonight, or you know, just how uh, on fire his um, speech is going to be during Bullet. Um, how emotional is he going to be? going from Europa into streets. You know, there there are key points in the show where you know Bono's going to address the audience. And those are the points where I'm waiting to hear, you know, almost with bated breath, okay, what what is he going to be on about tonight? And I'm typing away furiously, and I hate the fact that Twitter only has 140 characters sometimes because Bono won't shut up. So, you know, that's when <laughs> you've got like 17 tweets all all with brief snippets of what Bono is saying because I'm trying to get the whole quote in. Um, so You're on the fly man. That's it.
0: <laughs> there he is interrupting you again.
2: <laughs> so you know on uh, on that note, I've really enjoyed having the ability to sit in and and to almost catch every single show
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, thus far. It's been it's been brilliant.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, folks in the chat room, uh, good. <laughs> Interesting name, which is good. And Fabio again, is in there as well, commenting on how sometimes we're in a meeting, just like Matt was saying, and uh, can't listen and prefer the tweeting. And then going back and remembering like, oh, yeah, Sherry tweeted or whoever was tweeting, but tweeted about you know this song or whatever, and catching it on YouTube or maybe a Periscope uh, replay or whatever and stuff like that. And that's definitely a great way to sort of catch what's – it's kind of like the equivalent of a sports fan who you know listens to the color commentary on their – Favorite sports ball team, and uh, and then you know catches highlights later on or whatever. It's a similar idea, I think. If that's a fair comparison, I don't know if that ruins it or or not. But um, okay, coming up, I think that's a good spot to end it. <laughs> Obviously, my brain is uh, is out of out of words, and uh, we will be uh, we will be back next week with the podcast. And uh, but in the meantime, there is a few things you should check out. Um, you can def- should definitely check out Tasula's new OTR column on at you titled U2 and the Seduction of the Screw Tape Letters. Uh, link to that will be in the show notes. Matt, you wanted to mention there's a hangout happening tomorrow night, Thursday night.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, Thursday night, September 24th. Again, depending upon when you're listening to this, it may have already happened, but uh, at, I think it's going to be 9.30 Eastern time, we're going to do a video chat with uh, our very own Kelly Eddington, who does our uh, Octoon Baby cartoons. And uh, we're just going to chat with her about... All the cartoons she's done. I mean, not every single one. Don't <laughs> I don't want to give that impression? Um, but we're going to talk with her about the, the her Octoon Baby cartoons, favorite ones, what it's like to to she. She has a very unique perspective. If you saw the Octoon Baby that she just did about her experience seeing the U two show, you kind of get um, a little taste of what her experience is like as a fan because she dr- draws them so um, so. Uh, expertly, for lack of a better word. And so I just thought, you know, it'd be fun to to introduce her to people and let folks ask her questions. And we'll just kind of share in the brilliance that is Kelly Eddington. Yeah. I
2: am a big fan of Lil U2. I love Lil U2.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If you, uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, but you can, if you want to sort of get do your own research before the chat because you'll have opportunity to ask questions and things during the conversation um if you visit at com slash actoon a-c-h-t-o-o-n um you can uh see all the past and it's you know sorted by year and stuff so it gives you an idea of what when and what was going on in in youtube life at the time when she drew the various pictures and stuff and uh and yeah come and check out the the chat and, uh, and or the conversation and the video chat will uh, be great. I know what I was going to say before <laughs> when my brain farted is, um, the time zones thing, just for people who are curious, Berlin and Sweden, if I've done this right, Sherry can correct me if I'm wrong, which I often am are in the same time zone. So things should be roughly around the same time as they were. If I'm right. Is it? Yes. Okay, good. Wow. That's a, uh, that, that is deserving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ding myself there. um, <laughs> So, um, coming up on the podcast though, we wanted to get some fan submission stuff in, in addition to the ask at YouTube, um, questions, we're going to do a segment in the, in a future episode, not the next episode necessarily, but a future episode of sort of YouTube bucket list items, things that you maybe want to go see or places you'd like to see the band or, uh, ways you'd like to sing along to a song. I don't know what it would be. Maybe you come up with, it's your bucket list. It's not my bucket list. I'll, I'll share mine on a future episode, but, um, any of that kind of stuff, and and it can, maybe it feels really obvious to you, but we'd love to hear it, and we'll share it, and sort of group them all together. If there is a whole bunch of people who say, you know, wanting to visit Joshua Tree Park or whatever, um, you can send those in to uh, basically Matt. It'll be webmaster at at youtube.com. It can be uh, linked to, say, uh, if you want to record something with audio or video that you throw up on YouTube or, or somewhere on the web, a link to that, and we can incorporate it into a future show. It can just be a paragraph of text. Maybe you have a blog post already somewhere with a bucket list that you want to sort of reference. We'd be happy to throw a link in the show notes and stuff and sort and of discuss those things. Just kind of something to, I guess, uh, talk about and discuss and, and maybe give other people ideas of things they should could try and do and check out on their YouTube bucket list, as it were.
2: I really want to do the Torley World Dance with Bono and it doesn't have to be up on the stage. <laughs> I'll go Ooh. on record with that right now.
0: Ooh, there you go. <laughs> So, and we'll, we'll do our best to, I was going to say, get the, the list in front of uh, you two somehow. No, I don't know. <laughs> no promises there. Um, and also what's coming you up. You
2: sew it into Larry's shirt and we could get it to Larry.
0: <laughs> I, throw like a USB key on stage. Do you think they'd go check out a, an MP3 something? <laughs> like, no, don't give anybody any bad ideas. Uh, coming up on Saturday. Someone just put this in the notes, so I don't know who did, but Global Citizen concert is on Saturday. Live broadcast on MSNBC, iHeart radio stations. Uh, anybody help me out there?
2: Yep, that was me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> MSNBC is going to be doing a live broadcast from beginning to end of the Global Citizen concert. And um, iHeartRadio stations, if you go on the web, I believe they're going to do the same stream. But the local radio stations are going to be picking up on the feed at 7 p.m. Global Citizen is an organization that Bono's daughter, Jordan, is is um, a founding editor of, so it runs in the Houston family, so that's pretty cool. And uh, Bono is supposedly supposed to be showing up at it. Um, I don't know if it's in person or video link or whatever, so it'll be interesting to see that on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I was just looking at the website, Pearl Jam, Beyonce, Ed Sheeran, Coldplay, and other celebrities showing Mm -hmm. up, so...
2: Not a bad lineup, and Stephen Colbert is one of the uh, MCs for the evening.
0: Yeah, Colbert and Salma Hayek and Hugh Jackman apparently. Olivier. Anyways, somebody for everybody, <laughs> whatever your interests might lie. Um, not Larry's shirt though, Sherry. So doesn't look like Larry's on the on the bill. Um.
2: <laughs> it's so dreamy, Chris. So dreamy.
0: All right. I think Matt. Uh, any final words before we end this episode?
1: Yeah. My uh, tweet with my birthday cake is up to 42 faves now. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> not so, that I've been checking it while we record the right. podcast. A friend told me.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all right. It's, it's good to. Uh, I've never checked stats on any of that kind of stuff. I don't look at it. I don't.
1: No, know, no, no. I just don't. It's very vain. Yeah. We're not like that.
0: All right, so if you are wanting to check stats on things like how many people are following the YouTube Twitter account, you can visit twitter.com slash two. That's also where you can send in questions using the hashtag two and we'll catalog those for a future episode. Facebook- 43
1: faves. Chris <laughs> LeClaire just faved it. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Chris. Fabiano just faved it. 44. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> What's the... Uh... It's really rude. Uh <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Uh, and previous episodes of the show, and where you can find this one, goodstuff.fm slash at youtube. I'm talking fast before Matt. Sherry
1: just saved it 45.
0: Drop of megalomania, touch of generosity, dash
1: of
2: self promotion.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: there we go.
1: Flora <laughs> so just at 46 now. <laughs> we, you better wrap up,
2: Chris.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks, folks, for listening. Please go favorite Matt's tweet because he's, it's his, uh, his self esteem <laughs> depends on
1: forty seven.
0: Oh, that's your birth year or birth year. How old you are, this right? Reached so.
1: my age now. Oh, this is okay, so- okay,
0: everybody stopped. Stop faving it now. It's perfect. Perfect number. Anyways, <laughs> thanks Sherry. Thanks Matt for joining us on this podcast. My name is Chris, and uh, we will be back next week with another show for you. We would really appreciate it if you can follow the links through to iTunes, throw a rating or review in the iTunes machine, and that helps the word get out about the show. iTunes is kind of still the big grand poobah of uh, iTunes listing services on the web and uh, rating a review on there kind of alerts them to the popularity or, or not of a particular podcast. And so your, your uh, rating or review is much appreciated and helped with uh, getting the word out about the show. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.